good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is gripped firmly to the Word of God as we begin a brand new week. I uh, hope that you were in the Lord's house on the Lord's day and you were able to worship Him, or in these uncertain times, perhaps you had to worship in a parking lot or something of that nature. I don't know all who all listens to this particular podcast, and they come from different backgrounds. At least I know that here at Heritage Baptist, at our ministry, uh, here in Laconia, New Hampshire, we have a number of people that because of immunocompromised and uh, other circumstances of life often have to meet in the parking lot, but they're here and they're faithful and they're serving the Lord and uh, they're doing their best to expose their heart to the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Let me just remind everybody today that there is no substitute for an investment of your time in the Word of God to allow the Scriptures, that vital lifeline, to help you be more like Christ. It's so imperative. It more than you could possibly imagine that you constantly expose your heart to the teaching and the washing of the Word of God over your soul. And so I encourage you, wherever you are, whoever you are, get in a Bible-believing church and uh, make sure that you are constantly being... uh, being confronted by the the teaching and the encouragement of Scripture you needed in these days that we're living in now. Uh, This is Thanksgiving week. Hope that you're taking opportunity to be especially thankful. We look around us and sometimes things seem very dark and very despairing. But I'll remind you that God has blessed us and prospered us beyond our our imagination. I've, I've had an opportunity to be in many places around the world and to be in many different countries, third world countries as well as, well as a country, industrial countries like our own. And I am so very grateful to be able to have what God has been pleased to give us here in America. And it's good for us. It is a moral, excuse me, not a moral. It is a, it is a, uh, 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 a, uh, the word I'm looking for is it, it is a cathartic healing thing to your soul to be thankful. It really is. It brings you from being a, a hypercritical, cynical, uh, prudish spirit to a sense of healing in your own heart and its sunshine in your soul to cultivate a thankful, grateful spirit. I encourage that very highly to those of you that are listening, I encourage you to regularly make being thankful part of your prayer time, your devotional time with the Lord. Some people say, well, what do I have to be thankful for? Look at my life. But I remind you that you live in the most prosperous country in this world, and even the poorest American is better off than many in a third world country. So I encourage you to cultivate a grateful spirit in your own heart. Today, we're returning back to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. If you have your Bibles and your cup of coffee ready, or if you're going down the road, uh, you can uh, turn the volume up a little bit, and let's meditate on the Scriptures for a few moments this morning on your way to do whatever God's called you to do. We've been looking at our Lord's teaching in John, chapter 15, regarding He being the vine, the true vine, Uh, And those that are uh, outwardly attached to him are the branches. And our Lord has given us some very sobering truths to think about in this passage. He talks about how his father is the vine dresser, the husbandman who cultivates his garden. 
He said in verse 2 of chapter 15 that uh, every branch that beareth not fruit he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit he purges it, that it may bring forth much fruit. It is God's purpose. It is God's will that I, as a believer, bear fruit that brings honor to the Father. God expends every effort to make sure that I'm growing in Him, that the fruit of the Spirit is constantly being produced. It is His work, not mine. The works of the flesh only produce death, but the fruit of the Spirit brings honor and glory to God. And those of you that are growing and flourishing in your faith will understand very readily that any good that's done in your life, any great bounty that's reaped from what you do and how you live and the choices you make and all of the things that go into making up who you are as a disciple of Christ is due entirely to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And that's why it's so important that we make sure that we are submissive and humble and broken and useful to the Lord himself. Verse 3 in chapter 15, Jesus said, Now I've cleaned you through the word which I've spoken unto you. You've been exposed to the truth of the word of God. I have given you what is right and what is trustworthy and reliable. And so he says in verse 4, we looked at uh a couple podcasts ago. He says, so abide in me and I in you. You're not going to be able to bear any fruit except you abide in me. Somebody who is constantly exercising that faith of being in him, of a fruit bearing, of honestly walking every day in obedience to his word. And that's what it's talking about here. To be able to walk constantly in the, in the presence of God, in obedience and submission to Him. That's exactly what the Lord is talking about here. You can't do that unless you abide in the vine. There are some people who have looked at Christianity as more of a Reformation type thing in their life where they can turn over a new leaf and they end up trying to live in their own strength and in their own power, in their own ability to be moral, and they end up failing time and time again. Uh, except you abide in the vine, uh, you cannot produce fruit. In verse 5, he says that very specifically. He says, without me, you can do nothing. And that brings us to today, the beginning of this Thanksgiving week, uh, with a, a, a very sober warning that the Lord gives in verse 6. He said, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. And that verse, of course, has been the subject of various interpretations and understandings, and I'll just summarize them for you briefly and then draw it to a close today. Uh, One of the first views of this passage, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered gathered together and burned. Uh, first view that some commentators have had in in uh, past years is the believes that cast out branches are ones who, though once true believers, end up in hell for a lack of fruit. Uh, they were once saved, but now they have been cast out. That's the first view. A second view is taken by some Bible scholars is that, that the cast out branches are pseudo-Christians. They're outward professors, but not inward possessors. They never really abided in Jesus, and therefore, I guess the illustration would be like Judas. They outwardly were a part of the uh, the disciple group of Christ, but he ended up going to hell. 
Uh, then there's a third view that some commentators hold, and that sees the branches that are cast out as fruitless Christians who live wasted, burnt-up lives. Maybe you could use Lot as an illustration of that, who lived in Sodom, who was a believer, yet his life was made virtually uh, useless and worthless because of his uh, taking part in the in Sodom itself. Now, my particular view on this would be more akin to the second view. If a man abide not in me. In other words, if a man is not truly united to Christ by faith and does not live with a, a continual sense of his dependence on him, this doubtless, I think, refers to those who are just mere professors of religion, but who've never known anything of true and real connection with Christ. Uh, and there's probably a lot of people like that in in uh, churches even today. There are people that profess Christ. There are people that profess their Christianity. Uh, but in actuality, if you were to examine their life and you would discover that there's no fruit of the Spirit there and that it was an outward conformity to a set of rules without an inward abiding and relationship with Jesus Christ. And the sober warning, warning is that these people will be dried up. They'll be cut off. A branch cut off withers from the vine. So a soul that's unconnected with Christ, however nice he may look, however dressed up he may look, no matter how religious he may be, no matter how it seems that he flourishes when that person first made a profession of faith, uh, when that faith is tried and when it goes through the struggles of life, this is kind of like the parable of the seed and the sower that Jesus taught, like in the back book of Matthew, that when they're put under underneath uh, stress and difficulty, when that faith is tried, it's seen that there was no true grace there and it withers and dies the zeal for Christ begins to fade away. When initially maybe it was a great burst, it seemed like this person's going to be just a great blessing and a great um, uh, servant of the Lord, but their professed love dies away. The prayer life is neglected. Attendance at church is forsaken. That soul becomes a withered branch, and it's reserved for the fire at the last great day in which Every secret of the heart will be revealed. And there's an illustration of that in Ezekiel 15 in the first eight verses, if you get a chance. And so the Bible says in verse 6 that these will be gathered together. Uh, and uh, it, it seems perhaps that'll be done by the angelic host in Matthew 13. But these withered and useless branches of trees are gathered for fuel. And so it will be with all hypocrites and and false professors of religion that outwardly look the part, but inwardly have no relationship with Christ. Let's not be that today. Let's abide in Christ. Let's let our faith be genuine. Let's live like Christ is real because he is. Today, remember that as you go about your activities, make sure that your mind is fixed on Christ and that you are living out a genuine faith in him. I'm praying for you, and I know the Lord is for you if you're a genuine professor and possessor, and I'm trusting that you will walk faithfully and be useful to Him. God bless you. Have a great day.